Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boom, just like that. AOA podcast back for another episode. Oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. I love that um, the live chat is just off and running. There's like full blown conversations happening. Um, Paige, I just ordered Erin's book. She can thank Robin for letting me know. All right, we got to get a little influencer credit over to Robin here. Looks like someone's getting a little commission. Way to go, Robin. Um, I think Aaron should send Robin and uh, Paige a thank you note, to be totally honest with you. Of course, the new book, Oval, a novel, is available now. Sponsor of this episode. We got lots of topics to talk about, and we don't have a lot of time to talk about them. So let's go. Link is in the description of this episode for the latest novel from the wonderful Aaron C. Uh, Frankie C is not here. I'm actually concerned about him because, and this is hard to discuss because I've joked about his death so much uh, that when something really actually bad happens to him, uh, it's hard to talk about it, but uh, hurt his back. So uh, Frankie C is on the mend, not doing all that great from what I understand. So we'll see um how he's doing uh hopefully friday he'll be able to uh join us but um i know he's got a really bum back he had surgery for it and he was better but uh i don't know what he did i assume i think it's uh uh some sort of a sexual injury but that's speculation that's only speculation all right let's hop right in uh donald trump fundraising off of his second indictment we've been keeping an eye on everything since he was indicted on uh was that yesterday was it yesterday or monday i it's if that was yesterday yesterday feels like three years ago um it's hard to tell though because i just went to my son's baseball game which was literally four months um i got there i was 35 and by the sixth inning i was 40 so the whole thing was just time is just is broken right now for me. Anyway, Donald Trump indicted on Tuesday. He goes and flies to Bedminster after the indictment. And now, according to his campaign, uh, they're saying that the president, the former president, has raised $6.6 million. Now, that would be technically in six days. <laughs> Uh, because the announcement of the indictment was last week. He just was arraigned on Tuesday. Uh, $6.6 million in six days. Now, in five days after his first indictment, he raised $10 million, according to his campaign. Could he be lying about this? Um, I guess, sure. But I'm pretty sure they have to file this with the SEC. So... Um, I would guess that we're going to get some real um, accurate documentation of all of this whenever those filings are due. But $6.6 million after this uh, latest indictment, 37 federal charges because of the mishandling of classified records. Uh, some would say perhaps he's slowing down, was able to pull in 10 mil in five days last time around. I think a lot of people believed in those charges, though, a lot less than they do in these federal charges. Uh, these federal charges seem to be a big deal. So maybe perhaps that's why uh, he's slowing down a bit. Um, 
but he sent out the press release earlier today outlining everything that uh, occurred and how the fundraising came in. Uh, the amount includes uh, more than $2 million raised from the Bedminster fundraiser. So as I said, he went to go make the speech last night after the indictment coming back from um, Miami, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, why is he going back to Jersey? Because he flew up to New York and then flew right back down to Mar-a-Lago to make his speech. And he kind of did the opposite thing this time around. But it turns out he was in Bedminster at his golf course for a fundraiser. So $2 million of that $6.6 million came from that fundraising, that from that fundraiser, in-person fundraiser alone. The campaign said, quote, in a clear sign of the steadfast support Trump enjoys from grassroots patriots across the nation, over $4.5 million has been raised from digital fundraising with an additional $2.1 million raised at President Trump's event at Bedminster last night. The campaign didn't describe how much was raised each day following the release of the indictment, but donors reportedly paid at least $1,000 each to attend the Bedminster fundraiser on Tuesday night. Now, I implore you, let's talk honestly here as people. Let's take President Trump out of this. I really have a hard time with anybody that pays $1,000 to see somebody in person that doesn't have a, a fucking guitar strapped around their shoulder, okay? Unless you're up there telling jokes with a stool behind you or you're playing a ukulele of some sort, I don't know what the fuck these people are paying for. Never in my life. I don't even think I've donated to a campaign ever, ever. I'd have to look at it. If I have, it might have been like a five or a 10 spot. Um, also, I may have donated by accident. I tend to gamble, drink a lot, and do weird things at two o'clock in the morning, like send people donuts. That get, gets me banned from Uber Eats. Uh, so I, I don't know. I might have donated $10 to a campaign at some point somewhere along the line. Like I said, if I'm able to get myself booted from Uber after an argument with Dunkin' Donuts, uh, anything is possible. But my point is this, never in my life could I imagine giving a politician money to be in the same room as them. Who gives a shit? I mean, honestly, I have not, I'm telling you, and you call me crazy if you want, there has not been a politician alive in my lifetime that I felt the need to inconvenience myself for in any way, shape, or form. I mean, any way, shape, or form. Never in my life. I got to be even more honest with you. I don't think I'd go to a fundraiser if somebody slapped free tickets on, on me. If they were like, hey, I got, hey, these tickets are going for a grand. You want to go to the fundraiser? I would be like... Oh, what's it a fundraiser for? A politician? No. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't give a shit where it is or what kind of amazing hors d'oeuvres they have because I'm not fucking going. And I mean, that would be the only thing that I would even think about going for. I'd be like, what's the hors d'oeuvre situation? Because I'm not going to lie to you. I love a fancy pig in a blanket. I mean, regular frozen supermarket pig in a blanket are delicious. You ever get some of that high-end shit with like a really talented chef who makes his own phyllo dough and puts it together? I mean, it's amazing. I'd pay $1,000 for that. But not if I have to sit there and listen to a fucking politician. Are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? I'd like to get a list together of these people that are going to these fundraisers and see if we can't get them psychiatrically evaluated. Because I don't think that they should be roaming amongst us. And I feel like a lot of them are. Now, I know what you're thinking, Ant. This is mostly Jersey people. What else can you expect? Listen, I expect very little from the Jersey people. I really do. It's a horrible state. It smells like armpits. But um, I'm sure people came from all over the place to go see him. You know, and look, I get it. He's an exciting guy. Like, you know, let's go. All right, now let's put Trump back into it. He's an exciting guy. People want to see him. They're captivated by him. There's no doubt about it. He's very captivating. I mean, I think him and Obama were both pretty, pretty much the most captivating f- presidential figures we've had in a long time. I mean, nobody was spilling their guts for uh, George W. Or, I mean, maybe. Uh, Clinton back in the day when he was playing saxophone on uh, what's his name show there on the late night show. He was kind he kind of had that little rock star element thing going for him, I guess. But I feel like Obama really captivated the left and, and Trump's really captivated the right. But that being said, I mean, I don't give me a who's paying a thousand dollars. And and by the way, I mean, if I can go a little further, he's just he's it's the same shit. I mean, he just goes up there and says the same fucking thing over and over again. You, I, you, I, you cannot tell me these people are that excited. You just can't. Oh, this is great. He did the thing about the stolen election. They, uh, who cares? Who fucking cares? You paid a thousand dollars for that. I mean, I can't even imagine the things that we could do with a thousand dollars and put to better use. And I know what you're thinking, like give it to a charity, the homeless, right? Giving me paper cuts until I die with a thousand dollars would be more useful than giving it to a fucking political campaign, especially one that just fucking repeats itself over and over again. Um, the tricky part with all this, and again, I'm not too up on campaign financing, other than I know it's complete dog shit. There's no telling where this money really came from. I mean, this could be coming from, you know, 5,000 people, or it could be coming from four people, you know? There's just there's just no way of knowing. I'm not denying this. I mean, again, like I said, I think they have to file this stuff, so I'm pretty sure... He's going to be in and around the 6.6 million, what he's saying. But, you know, I know, and I know there's caps on how much you can actually give. um, But, you know, some of these people can give from four different entities and make it all work together and do all that kind of shit and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. You know, Um, I just don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. I mean, these fundraisers are not exciting. I mean, look, if you happen to, like, run into a president somewhere, okay, I get it. You know, I've been at, at, at events where Bill Clinton has showed up and I've seen... Okay, here's an example of how much I wouldn't pay for a fucking fundraiser. I've told this story before, but I'm happy to tell it again. This is, like, six years ago. I'm at a charity softball game. And who shows up but the former president, Bill Clinton. And we're in this, we're in East Hampton and it's this little field behind a supermarket. And, um, you know, all right, there's some celebrities there. Like 
people always kind of come and go and show up. It's like Alec Baldwin and it's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, you know, there's always you know, some of the real housewives and shit. There's all these fucking people. And who cares? Actors and, um, you know, news anchors and all this stuff. So, you know, I would go every year because I believed in the charities. First of all, I was honored to be asked you know, because there were no like radio people really involved and the and the the people who organized this stuff gave lots of money to some really deserving charities. And they asked me to go and I was eternally grateful to them for inviting me to go and, and be involved. And so I told them I'd come every single year. And I did. I went for like 10 years in a row. So one year Clinton shows up and me and uh, Nancy Atlas, who's a tremendous musician, um, She's uh, Kelly Ripa loves her. Kelly Ripa talks about her on live with Regis and Kelly and and now her husband and formerly Ryan C, whatever the fuck they're calling that show now. I don't know. But she talks about um, Nancy Atlas all the time. Nancy Atlas has played with uh, Jimmy Buffett and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Nancy's a great person. I'm sitting there with Nancy Atlas and Clinton walks down the field. And when I tell you the entire fucking place, just <laughs> like ants to a crumb, just on them. Me and Nancy are sitting there. I look at her. She looks at me. She's like, I'm not getting up. I'm like, I'm fucking not getting up. What, to be the fucking 50th person around this guy? And who gives a shit? What happens when you get there? What are you going to do? Give him a high five? It ain't Paul McCartney, for Christ's sake. I'm not a 16-year-old girl. That's acceptable behavior. You know, if it's 1964 and you're 12 and Paul McCartney walks by, okay, you can scream and lose your shit. But these are adults Losing their shit over another fucking adult. I, I don't get it. And this is way before all the Epstein and all the kind of weird shit. You know, it was way before all that stuff. Um, So I get that he was a, you know, a big deal. You know, I mean, if I was alone or if we were walking down a hallway and I saw him, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? Uh, but other than that, I'm not going to fucking. I'm not going to fucking lose my shit. And be like, oh, can you shake my hand? Ugh. So I won't even get up to shake a former president's hand who's 10 feet away from me. There's no fucking way I'm giving $1,000 to sit at a goddamn table and hear him talk for the umpteenth time about how he was robbed. And things are unfair for him. That's the other thing about Trump. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm dumping on your guy, if, if Trump's your guy. But how fucking sorry do I have to feel for this billionaire who was the president of the United States who fucking gets chauffeured everywhere with private security, eats top-notch meals, golf whenever the fuck you... I'm sorry, I can't feel bad for the guy. I cannot feel bad for this person. He's living the fucking life. And let me tell you another thing. The best thing for this guy is to just go the fuck away. Just go live your life on the golf course, man. Live it up. You got private chefs. You get the fucking good pig in a blanket with the phyllo dough that the executive chefs make. You ever had a pig in a blanket from an executive chef? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I don't know what they're doing to it. I don't know how. The, what I just don't. I don't know. It's way better than the frozen section. Pigs in a blanket. I could be living it up. Oh, this got stolen from me. Go the fuck away already. I can't take it. Um, so yeah, so there's Trump. He's uh pulling in them. I just don't know who these people are that are still fucking giving him money. I'll tell you what, I saw, you know, I don't even know if I got the picture. 
I was dry. I was on my way to the, my son's baseball game today and I came across this bumper sticker because here's the problem too. You go on, you go on the internet and you read these things from Fox news and you see all this shit out there and you go, is he really even still this popular? And the craziest people are the ones who are screaming the loudest, you know, they're the ones who are fucking screaming the loudest. Um, so you go, is this really a thing or not? I just, there's no way of telling. There's no way of knowing. But I'm driving to my son's game today and it just so happened to start raining. So this is like a blurry, uh, blurry little picture, but I'm going to share it with you. I'll pop it up on the screen here behind this car. That's got a Trump DeSantis, uh, bumper sticker on it, which you could tell is probably like, you know, old. You know, it's probably a year or so old when the idea of them running together was still, you know, somewhat of an idea. But, um, yeah, there it is right there. And so it's Trump DeSantis 24. But look at this, what this person did. They It's kind of blurry and hard to see. If you look in the middle there, they wrote with marker or. So it reads Trump or DeSantis. 2024 and that just gave me that gave me a little bit of a little bit of hope you know that gave me a little bit of hope saying that because it's kind of like that's how most people should feel if you're a conservative and if you're a republican you know you should feel like you you should abandon your shit if you want to vote for a conservative you should but I think you should be like, eh, maybe DeSantis. Because honestly, I, this fucking guy is, he's all wrapped up in himself. And nobody, you know, the other thing that kills me, I'm kind of just picking up for Frank here. The other thing that kills me is we're so goddamn star spangled awesome and we love our troops and this and that. This son of a bitch is on fucking tape describing national security situations. He's putting people's lives, he's saying shit to people that they have no right to know. He's putting soldiers' lives in danger. Nobody gives a fuck. Nikki Haley said it for one day, and then the next day she's like, well, I have my part on him. What? Where was the woman who was married to a guy in the military who was fucking pissed off yesterday? Where's that person? Because he was putting people's lives in danger. It's for his own vanity. It's fucking crazy. Uh, Paige, and I gave you money today instead of Trump. You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, here's the thing about supporting the podcast. I mean, hopefully you get something in return for it. These Trump people, I don't know what they're getting. Because if I was given a Trump, I would have stopped. And I would have been like, I don't know what I'm fucking getting from this. And like, if you're a big business and you're just in it for the tax cuts and that kind of shit, I get it. I, I, cannot, I will not harbor resentment against you. I just feel is the, if there's a person out there who's eking out a living and go and paying a thousand dollars to fucking be at one of these fundraisers, I just, there's, there's better drugs to take, you know, there's, there's better Kool-Aid to drink, you know, uh, Victoria, thank you, aunt. You have nailed it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, Paul, why are Americans so gullible? You know, I'll tell you what it is. I think it's people in general. And I think it's because we want something to believe in. Like, I understand. I understand it. 
we want something to believe in. We want, look, this is why, again, 2016, I'm on the air, I'm on the record telling people Hillary Clinton's ordering up uh, fireworks and I'm on the air getting in trouble for saying it. But I go, I think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know why she thinks she's going to win because Donald Trump is really close in all these polls I see. And I understood it because people wanted something to believe in. Donald Trump was anything. He sold the idea that he was not like the other politicians. And if there is anything we want to believe in more as Americans, point it out to me because I don't see it. That is the thing we all want the most, Democrat or Republican. We all want to elect the next person that is going to stop this barrage of shit roller coaster that we have been on this downward spiral of the last 30 fucking years. We all want to be the ones who elected the next person to stop the bullshit. And that is exactly what everybody who cast a vote for Donald Trump felt like. I, this might be the guy to stop the bullshit. You know, now <laughs> we were wrong. All right. I can't even say we, I didn't vote for him either time. Um, we, it, it was wrong, but it was worth the shot. I don't begrudge anybody who voted for him that first time around because it was worth a shot. And boy, does Hillary Clinton stink on ice. Am I right? Um, let's see here. Bah, 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 bah. Glenn B. Public is tired of the establishment bullshit government. It's 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 the truth. It is the truth. Listen, if you ask most people who voted for him the first time around, they'll say, "Did I know he was kind of a scumbag? Yeah. Did I know he was a little not so gentlemanly with the women? Yeah." I know he used to fuck people over and not pay them for things. Yeah. But like I said, we so want to believe that there is somebody out there. I mean, I still want to believe it today. And listen, we all, I've talked about it. Everybody's like, who's the next guy? I talked about this guy, Jackson, down in North Carolina, who's blowing up TikTok with these like fireside chats. And they're so beautifully done. And he's doing such an amazing job. I want to believe in the guy. We all want to find the next person that is going to take us out of this nightmare spiral that we've been on. And uh, we'll vote for people. We want it so bad. We'll vote for somebody who we voted for who already let us down. You know, and that's the only reason why um, Trump is still so friggin' popular. I mean, I can't think of anything else. All right. Um, well, let me tell you this before we get to the man who faked his own death, then showed up at his own funeral. Talk about balls. Uh, you want to talk about balls sitting down and writing your own novel. That's what my good pal Erin C. did. She's got the new book right here. Oval. That's not misspelled. That's on purpose. Robin is in there selling copies. That's my man. Made page by one. I love that. Uh, he's into it. He's reading it. He says, dude, it's pretty good so far. I saw that in the live chat earlier. I've got my copy here. I cracked it open the other day. I just got it started. I don't want to give any opinions yet, um, but uh, I think it's going to be great. It's Aaron's first book. We're super proud of her. There's a link in the description below if you'd like to purchase it. Uh, anybody who purchases a copy in June still, uh, we're sending out some thank you notes. Of course, the first few days got you a thank you video, which we're putting together very soon. Um, 
But uh, if you purchase one uh, in June, snap a picture, send it over to uh, MDCH Media. Uh, that's MDCH Media at gmail.com. Uh, we'll go ahead and put together a little thank you note uh, and send that on over to you with an Anthony on Air sticker, which will be quite lovely. Limited edition Anthony on Air sticker, by the way. Batteries not included. Um, back to this guy who fakes his death. So Belgian father gets his, I'm really torn by this story. I'm very, very torn. Uh, which broadcast 101 is pick a side and fight for it, right? I mean, it's not really good to be a flip-flopper, but I'm flip-flopping on this one. Very, very torn here. By the way, there's Robin. Book is pretty great. That's pretty good. Uh, that's a strong endorsement. Erin bears her soul. Look at that. These are we're gonna put these on the movie poster when she, when we make a when we option this some bitch for a movie. Um, Belgian guy, TikToker, forty five years old, gets together with his family, his like kids, wife, pulls a prank on his other family members and friends. They all call up everybody. Go, you won't believe it, but David's dead. 45 years old. Um, his daughter wrote on her uh, Instagram, rest in peace, daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Uh, why is so, why is life so unfair? All this stuff. Like they're going crazy. So everybody comes and shows up for the funeral. And who's the last person to show up via a helicopter is this guy. And he gets out of the helicopter, he starts walking in, and all of a sudden everybody's like, what the hell? Here's the guy that they thought were dead. We're here to be at his funeral. Comes rolling out, films the whole thing for TikTok, 1.5 million views. Now the guy, now I read, I read this and I go, I hate this guy. He's the worst person ever. Who would fake their death? And get people to show up for their funeral. I mean, it is literally almost word for word an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Remember, like, I, think, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but they had a whole thing about being able to witness your own funeral. But at least there they knew that it wasn't really a funeral. Now, hold on a second. Here's somebody who... Definitely would fake her own death to see how many people would come to her funeral. I feel like you would fake your own death, though, to get five minutes away from your family. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here, Jay Sabs. Well, I almost didn't make it, but someone else uh, bitched out. So go ahead. You got to carry. Frank's got a bad back. You got to carry the load. You got to put his back oh, on your back. I always carry the load. <laughs> <laughs> so up until this point in the story, I fucking hate this guy. I think he's a piece of shit. Because he's doing it for the TikTok views. Mm. And then he says, and I quote, and you tell me who this sounds like. What I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. There you go. I'm sorry. You have to agree with him. There you go. I read that and I go, oh my God, it's almost That's like how I, you feel. <laughs> I wrote it myself. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this guy, this guy sent out one too many invitations to the movies that nobody showed up at. And all of a sudden he flipped out and 
planned his own funeral. There is no doubt in my mind that he texted his friends to go see the new Batman movie and got no response at all. No response. No response. And um, before we go and judge him for pulling off this crazy stunt, I mean, the alternative is snapping and shooting people, you know? So at least he didn't do that. What's worse? Really, when it comes down to it, what actually is worse? I don't know. Wait, hold on a minute. All right. Oh. Oh, you watch it. No, my kid is up. Kid is up. Yeah, she. I don't know what she wants. She's putting her hand over the camera. Oh, oh, they. Oh, they. Oh, look at that. She's right in close. Pay attention to me, mommy. Watch this. Watch this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, it's not going to work. What do you want, kid? Go to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> watch this if you don't go to sleep you get no ice cream tomorrow and none of my coffee you so now, she'll, now she'll go to sleep you're giving her coffee well I don't give it to her she steals it oh my god whatever what about liquor are you giving her liquor too what happened you know what? she saw a watermelon um I try. I sampled this new watermelon tequila, um, ready to drink drink. Mm-hmm. Very good. And she's like, "Oh, I want some of that. It's watermelon. I love watermelon." I go, "You can't have this." Oh my god! You little. Do your kids listen to? I can tell my kids that's a mommy and daddy drink, and they and they. That's what I say. It's a mommy drink. Yeah. And they go, "Well, everything's a mommy drink." Sorry. Nah. Well, you know. What are you gonna do? Um, what do you think of this guy? Piece of shit, or you understand? No, I understand. I'm not. I'm not even lying. I understand what he's coming from. <laughs> I okay. We were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago because I went to. I think I said it's here. My friend's father's wake, and I have never seen so many people at a wake. Really? Yep. And, and I'm like, honestly, if this many people show up for me, then I know I've lived a good life. Like, this is it. This is it. About five people will show up for you, Anthony, but. Depends on how far away it is, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, you know. And what is, what is Frank talking about? Like, you live so far away. You know, you don't. I know you you live 20 minutes away from me, Uh, you know. Right. He looks at the world from his own eyes only. That's the problem. That's it. Mm. What do you take out his back driving to your house? <laughs> I've, I'll tell you what. It's the right time to have a seven-year-old kid because I'm, now I'm just taking my son to all the movies that I want to see. I mean, you might as well. He's my new friend now. That's right. it. He's, he's my new best friend. I mean, you have to wipe his ass, but that's basically like a fair trade-off. Yeah, that's true. I have to watch him take a shit in, in the in the movie theater bathroom. But right, you should you, you should text the guys and be like, you know what, guys, would it make you feel worse that the guy I go with, I have to wipe his ass? If you guys came with me, I wouldn't have to wipe your asses. That's not necessarily true. I have wiped somebody's ass in our group. It was a rough night. That was um, a rough night. I'm not going to ask if that's true because I'm sure it is. <laughs> and you know who it is too. Yep. <laughs> Wait, you're serious? No, but I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what, your brother once, I was ridiculous. And I, I don't know, we, I was just him and I, I think. And I overdid it in a short amount of time. Uh-oh. And we ordered, f- I'll never forget this. We, I, I almost feel, you know, it would have been, it would have been less gay if we touched penis heads. Oh God. Okay. Let's hear it. But I, I don't know if anything could be gayer than that. Okay. I, we were, I, I overdid it and he was like, let me get you food. And I was like, okay. And he ordered some wings. I think we were right off the wagon. Wow. And, okay. And, um, I knocked, I was eating the wings and I knocked the blue cheese over. Like it went all over my shoe and no. he literally, he, he got on his knees and he wiped my shoe clean for me. Really? Yeah. That was a really nice. Um, when's the last time you brought that up? Because I think that you should bring that up in the group chat. Like right now. Nick, a, I just want to thank you. It was a real man sexual moment that we had together. You should be like this. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Nick. I know everybody thinks you're like this big old dick, but <laughs> I just want to thank you for for taking the time out to clean up the blue cheese off my shoe. What do you think? Now he, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. He pulled his dick out on the way home. I was like, "Are you gonna blow me for that?" And I was like, mm. <laughs> "So he didn't do it without, you know. He thought he had something coming to him." Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he start coughing? <laughs> um. Oh wait, mate. That might have been a question for something else. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know why I thought of that story, but I thought your brother, that was a real nice moment when he wiped my shoe clean for me. That is. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's got his moments. He does. I'll tell you what, his comment the other day about the golf course and our friend there, I nearly spit water out when I read that. That was so fucking funny and inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. I was going to um, ask what it was, but now I remember. Yeah. The uh, White House has, uh. Has a trans ban on Rose Montoya. So fucking this person is ridiculous. I'm sorry. What? Um, the White House had their, I don't even know what they were doing, a Pride Day or whatever it was. They had, they guess they had a bunch of people by and they put flags up, and it was a very looks like a very nice thing. Uh, and Rose Montoya got to meet Jill and met Joe. Uh, Joe gave a speech. Um, which was, I think, mostly gibberish. I'm just, I, I didn't see it, but I'm just guessing just based on all the other speeches. And uh, and it looked like a nice little thing, a good pride moment and nice for everybody. And then uh, Rose fucking pulls the top of her dress down and sh- shakes her titties in front of the White House. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, you, you know, you can't... Clearly, she didn't come there go there for the right reason i i don't know what she i listen i get she's proud and happy and this is a great moment for everybody in the lgbtq i there's an i now i don't even know what the i is for but good for the i people for oh, getting in there because i saw an a in there too once and it looks like the a's didn't make it so the a's are out now i don't know mm. um but um you know she was feeling it i guess she got a little excited and she pulled her hoodies out and shook them around a little bit. I mean, yeah. somebody's got to be like, hey, put your hoodies away, Rose. Right. Like, it's, it's, you know, this isn't, this isn't fucking Sizzler. We're not at, 
you know, TGI Fridays. It's the fucking White House. <laughs> a little decorum, please. Well, obviously, did not know what to do. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. It, I mean, by all, it was hard to tell because it's mostly blurry. It not bad hooties. Great hooties. <laughs> I think I did see them. Grade A quality hooties, if we're all being honest with each other. We're not here to lie. Right. Okay. Uh, but you can't. I mean, the White House is right behind you. I mean, I don't know. You just you made it there. What are you doing? Pulling your your fun bags out for? I, I don't know. I just I don't. People don't think sometimes. So she's banned now. Well, there you go. Don't be dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. Kind of a dumb thing to do. I guess like, okay, so I I, I want to be a girl. Let me let me shake my titties. That's so like um not she's not a feminist. Mm. Right? Agreed. Opposite. Yep. There you go. And I don't know who was next to her in the video. Whether it was a female who became a male or just a male or a male. I don't know what it was, but it was, it appeared to look like a dude. Okay. And he was wearing overalls and he pulled his man titties out and he shook his man titties next to her. Again, not, I mean, not necessary. I don't know what the, hey, let's go shake our titties in front of the White House. I mean, guess where I'm going to the White House. You know, you can't just be on the tour of the White House going, I know, I'm going to pull my dick out and shake my balls at people. It's just, it's not something that you do, you know? Unless you are a girl becoming a boy who gets a fake penis. Yeah, I don't know. That's next. Well, but watch I, that next. I will say, I mean, this is a rare opportunity to give credit to the White House. Um, you know, they didn't feel like, oh, we can't, this is a tough situation. Because you could totally see and be like, well, it's, it's, it's we don't want to, you know, be negative towards trans people during Pride Month. It doesn't look good. Uh, they did the right thing here. You can't, I mean, you, it's a wonderful moment for everybody. You just can't be shaking your titties out there. No, nope. you know? can't. Just can't have it. Nope. Um, credit Glenn B. Um, fake hooties are disgusting. I I agree with this, actually. You too. I say go with what you got. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Big time. I've had this discussion with people before, women mostly. And, you know, they're like, oh, I want big boobs. I want big boobs. Don't, I, I, they, you don't get too obsessed with that. It's not that big of a deal for a guy. We're happy to see boobs no matter what. To be totally I feel like honest. you're talking directly to me. No, not at all. Have we had this conversation before? You never said you wanted fake boobies. <gasps> oh, I would definitely get them. I see. Now, my wife has said that too. She's like, oh, I, I, I want to get boobs. I'm like, no, you, you don't need. She doesn't need fake boobies, first of all. And even if she was not as well blessed as she is, I would still say no. Because the, the, very few of those actually come out looking good. And they don't feel get, great. You got to get a, How do you know? One night I got, uh, <laughs> I spilled blue cheese dressing on my. <laughs> and the girl next to me, no. Um, no, I don't know. It, I, I, I don't, I just. And listen, if you got them and you're happy with yourself, great, great. I'm not here to shit on your fake booby parade. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm just saying I feel like a lot of women do it for men, and it's okay. You don't have to. Like we're fine. Right. You know. 
Well, thanks. God, I can't. Excuse me. Hold on. Husband, can you cancel that um, appointment for me next week? Yeah. The plastic surgeon. Okay. I, let me tell you something. The worst thing ever. I, I dated a girl who was flat chested. Didn't bother me. She, you know, I loved her for her soul. Right. Um, but somebody once said to me that she was in the itty bitty titty committee. And oh, yeah. I couldn't, I laughed so hard. I don't know why I found that funny. Cause I like wordplay. Right. And that's four rhyming words together. That's pretty amazing. It's hard to do that. And actually makes sense. <laughs> There's very few situations where you could rhyme four consecutive words in a row and it makes sense. Right. But I also loved it because I'm like, do we need a committee for this? That's also what makes it so great. We do. You know what we I do. mean? <laughs> like, is there a reason for the committee? What are they deciding? But I don't I'll know. I'll let you know at the next meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Now Raven says uh, natural boobs can hang low and flap and flip flop. Fake boobs are like hard and don't move like weapons. I don't know what woman, because it has to be, no man would say this, is is like, oh, you know, t- titties can't be floppy or this or that. No guy is like, ew, your boobs are like, we. no, no guy ever says that ever or even thinks it. You sure? I'm positive. I don't often like to speak for my entire sex, but I feel like I can hear when I go, we're fine with whatever you got. We're just happy to see it. We're All just right. happy to be. We are the eighth batter in the lineup of the Major League Baseball game. We know we're not great. We're just fucking happy to be here. Okay. You know, we're, we're happy we got an invitation to the dance. See, right. It's um, like you take what you could get. Yeah, exactly. And listen to me. I don't want to be controversial, but I feel like this is a show filled with patriots who love America America. more than an American in a pickup truck with overalls holding a bald eagle. We love America on this podcast. Define bald eagle because there's certain things that I call a bald eagle. (laughs) That's me being American. That is very American of you. Uh, but I am going to make a statement and we're going to stand by it. Rose Montoya is banned from this podcast. She is wow. not allowed on this show. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because America. Right. America. Five-year ban. Wow. Okay. Five-year ban. Okay. Being that this podcast is probably going to be over in like four months, I'd say. True. That's that's probably um, fair. It's pretty fair. Um, I got um, I got Paul in a tizzy. Oh, why? Last episode, I said oh, we were talking. Oh, about yeah. I d- okay, I do remember this. The Biden tapes, and he said it wasn't true. He sent. I said, send me the stuff. He sent me damn near everything. Nothing really from a reputable source, but he did send me a lot of stuff. Um. And I'll leave it here. And I appreciate everything Paul does. I don't know if the tapes do exist. I know that the tapes are on this form that they're passing around in Congress there. Oh, okay. And 
whether it's real or not, I guess we'll find out. They asked the FBI guy. He wouldn't comment on it. The Republicans are mad that the FBI won't tell anybody what's on it. But FBI doesn't tell anybody shit if it's in an ongoing investigation. True. Um, like Ted Cruz is up there being a huge dick because he's like, you won't admit it and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. And they're like, it's an ongoing investigation. That yeah. being said, I don't know. At some point, you got to like uh, tell people what's going on. I mean, there, right. has, to, there has to be if, if the end isn't now, let us know when you think the end will be. Yeah, please, because we'd like to know. Yeah, yeah, because we would like to know. Uh, and a lot of people gave me shit for this. They're like, why do you think Joe Biden took money on, on the side? And I will tell you what I told everybody else, because he's a politician. That's why. I think there you go. That um, is true, though. Would you pay $1,000 to see a politician? No. Would you pay unless, $50? Unless, unless the politician was um, Frank's brother's father-in-law. Got it. And I'd have to see a little something, something. Yeah, nobody has the tapes, just to clarify. Matt Gates says they don't have the tapes. Nobody has the tapes. Right. Um, they just, they say this informant has the tapes. Now, the informant might very well be full of shit, but that's up to the FBI to, to figure out. And again, the informant could be totally lying, but it would be a really shitty thing to be like, hey, I have this, and then you don't have it. It wouldn't right. be the first time anybody lied, but I'm just saying when people make bold statements like that, I, I yeah, I tend to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay. But that's the thing too. At some point, produce these fucking tapes too. If you say you got them as an insurance policy, then fucking produce them. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light has slid behind Modelo as the best-selling beer in America. Whoa. Yeah. Modelo's up there. Modelo was like number two. Oh, I'm very surprised at that. Yeah. Well, First are you? Of all, I always forget about that beer. Why is Don't that? Don't you? Because well, if, I, if I want like a Mexican beer, I'm going for Corona. I was just going to say the same exact thing. I don't know. I don't know if this is a New York regional thing. We just kind of go towards Corona. It might be. It might be. I think it's the lime. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. Because you, you feel special with that. You don't put a lime in a Modelo, and when that, you no. kind of feel like, oh, look at me. I'm putting citrus in my beer. Oh, look what I'm doing. Okay. Fucking fancy. Look at me. I got to tell you, I like Corona. I like putting the lime in, and you turn it upside down, and it goes to the bottom, and then you turn it back up, and it gets a little fizzy, and you take your hand out, and it goes, yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. And why do I like that? I don't know. Well, now I want one. Oh, I love fucking Corona right now. Was the best. There's nothing better than a Corona in the summer. Okay, I don't know what it is because there's no other situation where that. Well, maybe maybe hot dogs. But oh. you ever you ever get the mini Coronas in the bucket? You ever yes. go to a place and they're like, "Do you want a bucket of Coronas?" And you're like, "Yeah, I do. Do you want a bucket?" Mm-hmm. You just pop. More. They're like half the size of regular Coronas, yeah. but you're like, "Who yeah. gives a shit?" I was just I'm gonna fucking. Right. You ever, you ever go over the table, pick it up with your mouth, and just do that? No, I can't say I have. Oh, yeah, me either. I've never done that before. <laughs> um, Modelo overtook Bud Light as the top-selling beer in the United States in May. This is all still because of the Dylan Mulvaney thing. Again, here's something that nobody is pointing out. Is the uh, boycott working? At this point, it's safe to say it's having an impact. 
but not really because fucking Modelo is Anheuser Busch also. Oh, so and nobody's talking about that. Like yeah, well, people are dumb. People are fucking dumb. You can't get away. There are literally two beer companies left. Miller Coors on one side, Anheuser-Busch and Bev on the other. Now, if yeah, we're gonna get all... right, if we're gonna get super technical, Constellation Brands owns Modelo. Anheuser-Busch and Bev owns fifty percent of Constellation Brands. They were going to buy all of them, and they got blocked because of antitrust laws. So Anheuser-Busch out and out owns Modelo outside the United States, and inside the United States, it's owned by Constellation Brands, which is. 50% a non-controlling stakeholder is Anheuser-Busch InBev. So the, the money is still fucking going to them anyway. Right, but come on. They, right. they're, they're not hurting whatsoever in any of this situation. Mm. Should we stick a lime in a Modelo and see what happens? Oh. Let's see. Yeah. Um, the trans woman who's um, banned from the White House will appear. I think that's what happens when you put a lime in a Modelo. Oh, she shows up like a genie? Yeah. Does she give you three wishes and two of them are to look at her titties? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> she, she's getting all the titty attention, but I'll tell you what, the, the dude in the overalls was terrible. Just awful. I have to look at it. Who wants to see a fat guy? Even if he just became a guy an hour ago, I don't give a shit. Nobody wants to see a fat guy's in overalls no. titties. No. Uh, Paige, I don't know anyone who drinks Modelo, but an ice cold Corona is awesome. Yeah. Modelo... Uh -huh. Modelo is one of those things. It's like Orangina. I never really, I never yeah. met anybody who fucking drank an Orangina, yet you go into any deli and there's a thousand of them in there. Right. Like who, who actually buys those? Somebody's got to be buying them. They keep putting them in there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to see what a Modelo tastes like now. I can't even drink beer anymore. I don't know. I just, mm. but there is some. Lightweight. I am a lightweight. There's something about an ice cold beer on a hot fucking day. Oof. Yes. It's good Oof. stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Fox News. Uh, they were they put on their Chiron on their on their little screen there that mm. goes on the bottom. Uh, Joe Biden was given a speech, <laughs> and they put down there on the Chiron, which uh, that was pretty funny. Wannabe dictator speaks at White House after having his political rival arrested. Oh. <laughs> um, obviously, everybody was like, what the fuck? And um, so a lot of people wrote it to Fox News. A lot of other news outlets was like, what the fuck? And they they put out a statement saying the Chiron was taken down immediately and was addressed. So somebody in that graphics department just decided to write that shit and didn't clear it with anybody else. Oops. Yeah. That's like um, when I saw instead of Suffolk County on the screen, it said Suffolk County. And I, I snapped a picture of it right away. <laughs> Are you for real? I still probably have it. Do you really? Mm -hmm. Suffolk County is good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um. <laughs> Oops! You think that person got fired? Um, I don't know. It depends. Was it News Twelve? It would no. It was um, I believe it was Channel Five. Oh, Fox Five. Yep. There you go. Want to be dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. 
I mean, that doesn't really go with the whole fair and balanced thing. They're always trying to push. That is kind of funny, though. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Right? Look at this. Look at this, though. Look at these two depression cases. This is why we're so pissy and unhappy. Nobody wants either of these old kooky bastards in that fucking chair anymore. Nobody's happy. I think everybody's been pretty miserable like the last three years. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Maybe. I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea, Janine. What if we just Ooh. went with no president? Oh, that should be good. Let's try four years just without a president and see what happens. Right. And if it goes well, I think then we should try the next four years without a Congress and just see what let's just see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Let's still collect all the taxes. Let's still like put the money together, but let's not have anybody there in there really in charge. I mean, like that's like the way it's been for like the past what since Biden's been <laughs> <laughs> basically. We have been, kind of been on cruise control since 2021. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We'll see. What's remote workers? Um, the remote workers. All right. This is a fun little fun little poll. That's what Some, she said. Sometimes I like <laughs> it when things are obvious. Um one in seven remote workers have sex or shop instead of clocking a full day, according to a new oh, survey. Oh, a thousand percent. They would yeah. do their work. So what, what What? would be different at home? I did that too. Not, not, not the sex part. Okay, maybe the sex part. <laughs> um, one in... one. I'm sorry, excuse me. One in seven employees logging just three to four hours of actual work, according to a new survey of U.S.-based remote workers by... Um, travel uh by the travel website upgraded points 10.5 percent admitted to uh, a nooner having a nooner during their shift 11.8 percent who drank on company time mm. other non-work activities inc- include 71.6 percent who did household chores 37.4 percent who ran errands 24 percent who took a power nap and 23 percent who went to the doctor Survey also found that 74% of people scrolled through social media, 69% shopped online, 52% watched movies, and 32% planned a trip. Okay, I used to do all those things every single day at work. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, right? I mean, I guess you feel more comfortable doing them at home, though, right? No, I would still do it. (laughs) I would still do it at home, at work, whatever. Um, and everybody looks at, there's no way, there's no way people just work at work. Sorry. It's just not true. Anthony. What was that? Exactly. (laughs) No, say it again. I couldn't hear you. I said, there's no way people just work at work and never look up anything besides work stuff. No, but I have a theory that if they did. Like, I don't know if we could keep this up. This feels like a Frank idea because it doesn't not really based in reality. But uh, if they did, like if I agree, if you agreed, all right, when I come into work, I'm going to work. You could get a three day work week. Maybe two and a half. Like if you agreed not to do the bullshit 
and talk to people and do it like because when you think about like you just said you're at work you're looking up trips you're doing all this bullshit like if you agreed i'm not going to do any of it i'm going to give you all the time i normally give you in a five day work week but i'm going to scrunch it together what would you say that would be two days two and a half days (laughs) type of work i used to do maybe a day and a half maybe a day and a half i feel like if most people just agreed to do their work in that amount of time and then they got the rest of the time off to do whatever they want it'd be so much happier I just know that everybody always looks at their phone and if they're not on their phone, they're looking at their computer for like shopping trips. Oh, what's the actor that started this movie? Blah, blah. You know, it's just, you know, right. come on. They're practically hosting a podcast in their office. Mm. You know, I guess so. Um. Yeah, like I'm not paying attention right now. So <laughs> I'm trying to read this guy's comments. I don't know, huh? I don't know who this Richard guy is. Uh, I don't know. Um, do you smoke crack? Do you smoke cock? Oh, good one. Uh, and no one's listening to you anymore. Pretty sure Richard's listening. Um, and I agree. I always, I was always in meetings in the office. Yeah. I mean, there is just so much useless activity in the office. Yeah, well, yeah. Like meetings. There's no, there's, there's no use for meetings at all. And lunches. Oh, yeah, should we have lunch? Should we get together mm-hmm. and have lunch? No, I'm good. No, I don't want to get to have lunch with you. I I used to hate that shit at CBS. Oh my god! At, when I was at CBS, they would be like, "Let's go, let's get together for like a a manager's lunch," and I'd be like, "Okay." I'm like, where do you want to go? This is a great spot in Jersey. Jersey? What are you fucking kidding me? Why don't we go to fucking Staten Island? Right. Let's, let's get on a plane and go to the Bahamas. We could be there in just as much time. Right, exactly. Like, no thanks. We we have a cafeteria right downstairs. We're in the middle of the greatest culinary city in the world. You want to fucking go to Jersey? Yeah, no, thank you. Have you lost your mind? Mm. You know, I used to hate that shit so much. That is a pain. I will say though, there's something exciting about having sex and getting paid for it. Yes. I like my, oh, that's true. No. Because most that. men are never going to, the only way a man is ever really going to get that feeling is if he's fucking on company time. Right. Or uh, a close second, some, some people's first, is making duties at work. It is exciting to take a shit at work. Because you're like, I'm getting paid to do this. Getting paid to take a shit. Yeah. That is an exciting thing. To me, at first, you know, I would never do that. So, um, yeah. Eh. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. It's because it's kind of like taking a shit at work is the closest feeling you'll ever get to watching a movie in school, which was the, the biggest thrill you could really have as a kid. When they rolled that old TV set in there and they're like, it's movie day today. And you're like, fuck yes. Right. <laughs> 
I'm like, thank God. I don't have to listen to this shitty teacher talk about bullshit anymore. We could just watch the fucking little giants and have a nice little day for, I'll get our fucking snacks going. Let's get some soda. Let's turn the lights down. And then what else? Maybe we pass out at the end of it. We all just take a nap and, you know, or the mighty ducks or the mighty ducks. Yeah. Or yeah. the little rascals. Little rascals was a good movie. I'm trying to think what other one. I don't know. I just wanted to watch 90210. So in school. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Yeah, no, you never got to watch anything cool. We we watched in high school, we watched um Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that's cool. And it was the one it wasn't the Claire Danes one. Okay. So but it was not cool. Yeah, it was it was the I don't know, I forget who the fuck was in it. But they, they show Juliet shows her hooties, like the trans girl at the White House. <laughs> and I'll never forget my teacher like knew it was coming. And I, I went to an all boys high school, which probably explains a lot for most of you. Yep. Um, and I remember he said to us, he basically explained in a weird way that the guy that we get to see Romeo's ass. And he goes, if you don't overreact and act like assholes, I will let you see Juliet's titties. And so we were <laughs> like, all right. We can keep it under control. Real nice. Yeah, and uh, and so we got to see Juliet's uh, her hootage in uh, in high school. It was a big deal. You're probably like boobies. Okay, it was a big deal. Hey, this was pre-internet, basically for the most part. So seeing a pair of hooties anywhere, right? Is is a very exciting uh, is a very exciting thing, you know. Well, I'll tell you what we got to do once in senior year. We got to go see the movie Gladiator um for our latin class which is pretty cool for latin class yep. boy they're really stretching the definition <laughs> it was they, pretty good though do they speak latin in, in gladiator i don't even fucking i, I mean it's, ba- it's it is based off of it so mm, sorta no that's weird who is this guy richard Str- do you know him i don't know Hold on. He says he smokes crack for weight loss. That's not bad. Do that. Oh. I can get down with that. A little crack smoking. You smoke crack, Sims. Um. That's it. That's it. Because I got to go start the next season of Succession. Where are you? Did you finish season one? Yeah. The the ending of that first uh season is is better. Than I th- what I thought it was going to be. So I said, I have oh. high hopes. I have high hopes, but we'll see. Hooked you in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a good wild ride. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of weeks till the bear. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what I should start. I don't know what I should watch. I'm, I'm thinking Stranger Ooh. Than Fiction because I feel bad. I told Frank I'd watch it like a year and a half ago. Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. What did I say? Stranger Than Fiction? That's <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, do Stranger Things. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah, I should do Stranger Things. It's so good that I might watch it over again. Really? And I've already watched it twice. The whole series you watched twice? Yep. Wow. What show have you watched more than once, like what, over and over again? Oh, God. Uh, Shameless. Really? Yeah, I love Shameless. I've never seen that. Uh, Sex in the City. 
That's not surprising. <laughs> um, That's most women's sopranos. Like they all just yeah, I would go say to, that. Yeah. God, what other one? Oh, oh no! In the live chat, I'd like to know what everybody's want. What what what's the show you've watched the most over and over again? The Office. You too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've watched that two or three times. Oh my god! When I tell you, my wife and I have watched that upwards of a hundred, hundred fifty times. Right. The Sopranos too. The Sopranos. Yeah. We have just we used to do it once a year, and now I find that we'll go through the whole series once or two or three times a year. Get out of here! Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's something about the Sopranos, like right around Christmas, like before Christmas time, mm. like right in that lull where you're like, oh, I gotta watch Christmas movies. Like maybe like around Thanksgiving or just before Thanksgiving, you watch a bunch of Christmas movies, and then you're like, all right, I, I gotta stop because this is a problem. Uh, we'll put the Sopranos on, and then that'll give us the little. In between, we our... do that. We do that with the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Nerd. nerd. Yeah, I've, I've never seen that once, and I'm so happy. What? Never seen that. What either. is wrong with you? Nothing. This is, why, this is why people don't fucking answer you back when you ask them to go to see Batman. <laughs> uh, Raven, Sopranos for me. I love it. It's so good. It's still getting good. I will tell you this, Raven. There's such a great follow on Twitter that I've recently come across. And I, I you, some people might hate me for saying this, but I'm going to go ahead and thank uh, Elon Musk for opening up the Twitter algorithm. But there is a Twitter account uh, called Kevin Finnerty. Diehard Sopranos fans will know what that means. Kevin Finnerty tweets the best Soprano shit that makes it feel like it's still fresh and brand new, the Sopranos. Which is weird because it's not a lot. It's not often you have a lot of shows that can still feel new and still apply to this day and all that kind of shit. But that is definitely that is definitely one of them. Uh, Paige, uh, mayor of Kingstown. Tell me where that is, Paige. I have no idea. Oh, here, J Subs. Shameless. Diane is with you. Um, Shit's Creek as well. I know. I got to see Shit's Creek. Paul with Golden Girls. Frank's brother watches Golden Girls religiously. In fact, for his 40th birthday party, was it his 40th birthday? Yes, it was his... Oh, here we go. I just came back. Okay. And I'm going to say, as soon as the theme song hits, I'm in. Yes. Did anybody hear my Golden Girls shtick? I don't know. Um, Frank's brother loves Golden Girls so much, Paul. Let me say it again quickly. That we threw him a Golden Girls themed party for his like 42nd birthday or some bullshit. I don't know what it was. Uh, Shit's Creek is a great one. Uh, let's see here. Shit's Creek is funny as fuck. 
Sorry for the frozen thing. Oh, Paul's got another one going. Mad Men. I could watch Mad Men over and over again. I have watched Mad Men several times. Not nearly as much as The Sopranos, but Mad Men is definitely one that you could watch again. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Mad Men, though. I love the earlier days. I do love the earlier episodes because I love that vibe of, you know, the 60s and like the Beatles are coming around and it's exciting and the outfits and the hats. Like once they start growing their hair long and they become hippies and go into the 70s, I don't love it as much. Not that the show declined. It's still all good. I'm just saying there's a nostalgia you know, and a niceness to the 60s part and then the 70s part when society kind of starts to unravel a little bit. It's not as exciting for me. Golden Girls, Friends, MASH. So this thing on Friends, Ossiani, today that um, they keep discovering Rachel not in episodes. Like, there'll be a stand-in who's not Jennifer Aniston and it'll be like a wide shot or something. It'll be like a click quick glance and it's just like a brunette and not Jennifer Aniston sitting in a scene and not like a shooting from behind. So you can't see your face. They're shooting the faces and it's just fucking flat out. Not Jennifer Aniston. And nobody's really noticed until now, which is kind of funny because when the friends first came around, we didn't really have high def TVs that much. So I guess it was kind of easy to pull that shit off now that we have high def TVs, you can flat out see it's not Jennifer Aniston standing there. Um, and they never corrected them or, you know, took a, a, a tighter shot on the person that was talking. Like, there's no reason to even have this person in the shot whatsoever. It's kind of strange. I don't know. I thought maybe you'd appreciate that. Um, mm, 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 Sopranos and Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker's a classic. Taxi, man, you guys are going old school. You guys are going fucking Nick at night on me over here. Yeah, I guess some of the new shows don't really stick as much as the old ones did. You know, I mean, there's still cable networks that all they show is like fucking MASH and, and the Golden Girls. Um, and they're still selling ad time for that kind of shit. So that's pretty interesting. All right, I think that's it for us. Uh, I think I went through everything that we wanted to go through. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm-mm-mm. All right, uh, grab Aaron's book. It's a wonderful, wonderful read. Uh, it's on sale now in the Amazon bookstore. You can get it uh, on a Kindle version or the hard copy like I got here. And look at that. Feel that. Listen to that. It's a hard copy. And boy, is it hard. Am I right? <laughs> hmm. um, great value. Everybody seems to love it so far who is reading it. So check it out. Link in the description below. We're happy that uh, Aaron's new book is out. Oval. On Kindle. Link in the description. Whether you're watching or listening or whatever the hell it is you're doing. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, thanks to Jay Sabs for jumping on. Love the shows when it's just you and I sh- uh, throwing the shit around, talking back and forth. Uh, appreciate that as always. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Jeremy Renner stars in Mayor of Kingstown on Paramount Plus. Worth subscribing for one month and binging. Very easy. There you go. There you go. 
morning show is a good show for that. Like, I don't like to subscribe to Apple TV except when morning show comes out. Then I'll watch it for that. I uh, appreciate you guys. Make sure you share this episode if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Um, by the way, we just had a milestone of followers on Facebook. That continues to grow for us. We appreciate everybody who's following us on, following us on Facebook. Appreciate you guys. If you're a member, don't forget to become a member. Join right now at anthonyonair.com. Links are in the description for that as well. It was fun time hanging. Can't wait to do it again with you guys, and we'll do that on Friday. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.